You can't miss them. They're the canals that crisscross California, moving water from one place to another. And almost all of them are uncovered, letting some 63 billion gallons of water evaporate under the hot California sun every year. That's enough water for a city of 2 million. So why aren't the canals covered? And if you're going to cover them, why not do it with solar panels to generate power? That's what we explore in this Biz News Podcast. This is the Biz News Podcast, one-on-one conversations with experts in business and personal development. The intriguing answers are coming from new research at the University of California, Merced. The lead scientist on the project is distinguished professor of engineering, Roger Bales, who's our guest on this Biz News Podcast. Let's start this off. Uh, if you would tell our listeners and viewers a little bit about yourself, what is it that you do at the University of California, Merced? I joined UC Merced in 2003 as one of the first faculty to found the university. It's the 10th campus in the University of California system. We're located in the Central Valley, so it's, it's the first campus that's really in the agricultural valley of California. But we, no, serve, we, serve the, uh, we serve the whole state, but we still try to bring students from underserved students into the, into the University of California system. Now, anybody who has driven up and down the valley realizes that there are these things called canals. And if you added up the mileage of the Central Valley Project and the State Water Project, the two major irrigation systems in the state, you've got almost a thousand miles, maybe more of canals. Tell us about your research. The idea has been around for quite a while. Uh, it just never quite had everything come together. But these days we're thinking a little bit more than just market economics and, and the way things used to be. We're thinking about how things need to be. And we're thinking about how California is going to meet our decarbonization goals. We need solar energy to transform our economy from fossil fuels and all the problems and externalities that are not part of the market, we can take into account, I think, as we, as we bring solar energy to uh, renewable energy to all of our electricity, uh, that's, that's a near-term goal for the state. So this, this project for covering canals or concept of covering canals not only saves water, it also helps the state's transition to renewable energy. And it doesn't require taking productive farmland or, or natural lands that have biodiversity and cultural values you know, and building infrastructure on them. We'll put the infrastructure on already disturbed land. As you know, these, these canals run downhill, but occasionally they hit places where they have to be pumped, water has to be pumped back up. And so that some of those are on electric, but a lot of those pumps, agricultural pumps uh, are on diesel. And we know that diesel causes all, you know, the particulates from diesel cause all kinds of health problems, uh, particulate matter, Diesel can be is uh, you know, farm pumps and agricultural and, and irrigation pumps are a, a part of that, but also think about 
the state is looking to transition our vehicle fleet that moves people and goods around the state to electric vehicles. Those are going to need charging stations. And you mentioned the state water project and Central Valley project. Those run right along Highway 5 and other highways. I know Highway 8 in Southern California, Highway 10, yeah. So that provides opportunities to have charging stations for our, as we convert our fleet from gasoline powered to, uh, to uh, electric, electric vehicles. Uh, and then just the, just the value of the iconic value of putting solar panels along, along a freeway where people can see them. There's, they're going to be saying, yes, that's the right thing to do. We need to do more of that. We've got to educate the public about this transition and the need to make this transition to renewable energy sooner rather than later. <laughs> Well, what a, what a perfect place to put uh, solar panels but the Central Valley with all of its sunshine, with the possible exception of uh, perhaps January and February, when, when the fog is as dense as uh, jello, it seems. Uh, but what's been the reaction uh, to your uh, research? There's been a lot of interest in, in it given the renewed interest in building new infrastructure that has come from the White House, from Congress, from the governor, from the state legislature. They're saying, well, maybe it's time to look at this. So yeah, we've had conversations with state and federal officials uh, uh, asking, you know, well, you know, are you ready? What can we do to, to move this along. A day after this Zoom interview was recorded, President Biden detailed his massive infrastructure plan. In his prepared remarks, he did not specifically mention solar power, but Mr. Biden did call for a modern, resilient, and, as he put it, fully clean power grid. It's going to create the strongest, most resilient, innovative economy in the world. It's not a plan that tinkers around the edges. It's a once-in-a-generation investment in America, unlike anything we've seen or done since we built the interstate highway system and the space race decades ago. In fact, it's the largest American jobs investment since World War II. It will create millions of jobs, good-paying jobs. It will grow the economy make us more competitive around the world, promote our national security interests, and put us in a position to win the global competition with China in the upcoming years. It's big, yes. It's bold, yes. And we can get it done. That's great. Uh, I, I hope that uh, water resources infrastructure are part of it. I mean, I'm a professor at UC Merced, and my research focus is really on uh, some of our green infrastructure and green infrastructure includes both natural infrastructure and built infrastructure. Yeah, uh, how, do we, how do we restore our landscapes? How do we provide renewable energy? How do we save water and so forth? These things, people used to call these environmental research. Now they're central to our economy absolutely central to our well-being. 
where do you hope to see this um, or maybe I should put this another way. Do you think this will happen in five, 10, 20 years? It took forever to, to build the canals, it seems. Uh, the ideas were proposed back in the 19th century originally. Well, that's one advantage of going onto already disturbed land. You, the, uh, there should be, a, I don't, I haven't tried to, plunge into the details, but there should be a streamlined permitting process when you're adding infrastructure to already disturbed land because you're, you're not uh, dealing with endangered species, you're not dealing with cultural values, you're not dealing with uh, adding pollution, you're actually reducing pollution. So it seems like a win-win uh, all around to use canals as a starting point because of the multi benefits there. So my sense is that you could do the engineering planning in about a year, you could do the design in two more years, and you could be, you know, you could be, you could have something built in under five years, maybe even, maybe even shorter. I've, uh, you know, there are companies out there that are ready to you know, jump into the design, I think. Well, that is great to hear. What else should our uh, listeners and viewers know about this idea? Well, you mentioned there's uh, you know a few hundred miles of canals in, in just the federal and state projects, but overall there's about 4,000 miles of water canals in California. Irrigation districts have their own canals. So th they're, they're not as wide, but they are other places that we should be looking. So if we put, if we covered all 4,000 miles of canals just in California, I'm not, we, we, you know, and we need to be looking at, or people are looking at Arizona and other states that have a lot of sun and a lot of uncovered uh, canals. If, if we covered all 4,000 miles of canals in California, that would, that would get us a significant distance toward the renewable energy, the renewable electricity we need by 2035 in the state, or by 2030 in the state to meet our 2030 goals. It, it, would, it would add about at least one sixth to our current installed capacity for electricity generation, maybe, maybe even a quarter that, that is just an astounding thought. Yeah, with, without, without taking a bit of farmland or a bit of natural land out of, out of use. <laughs> Where do I get my extension cord? <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's the same thing as putting it on your roof. You know, that, that's already disturbed land. There's, there's more rooftops that could have solar. So for putting solar, we need to look at, at where we already have infrastructure to the extent possible. You've been watching the Biz News Podcast. We welcome your input. Send your email to editor at biznews.com. Thanks for watching.